Welcome to the Natural Physique Podcast with your host, Chris Rendell. Please follow along as I share my journey into natural physique development, drawn from over a decade of training, competing and coaching experience, as well as insights from well-respected guests. This podcast will provide you with valuable knowledge to take your physique to the next level. So without further delay, let's get stuck into the episode. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Natural Physique Podcast. In today's episode, I have none other than the president of the WMBF UAE and fellow men's physique competitor, Charles Barkley. Charles, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, very good, mate. How's, uh, how's the post-show? All good? Feeling good? Feel much better now. I think it's yeah. only been like two weeks, three weeks for me, so I'm still in that like real real depth of recovery where things are still kind of a little bit all over the place, but feel good. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, for any of those, uh, any of the listeners who don't know, I met Charles, obviously I competed at the WMBF UAE this year and I met Charles there. Uh, we got a good session in uh, post-show as well, which was awesome. Um, it was, that's your gym you work at, right? Yeah. That's the gym I work out of. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. It was really cool to <laughs> just see uh, the level of gyms over in Dubai compared to what we have here in the UK, or at least Scotland. Scotland's pretty, pretty naff for gyms. Um, but yeah, that's how I met Charles. And then I started following his journey on Instagram. Um, and him, he competed this year. You went to quite a few shows, right? Uh, international shows, right? Did three three overall, and then I did a I judged another one on international as well. So yeah, the the end of this year was. It's been insane. The last six weeks, I think I've been to four or five different countries. It's, it's mad. That is crazy. That's crazy. Um, I'm sure we'll get into a lot of that in a sec. But um, for any of uh, the listeners who don't know you, could you just give a like a brief introduction into uh, to yourself, how you got into training, competing, and maybe even you know judging and helping out the WMBF UAE. Yeah, gosh, this this would be a bit of a long one, but it's I a loaded question. Be, yeah, hopefully it'll be worth it. Like, I, yeah. So I I got into training kind of quite late. At least at least bodybuilding, I got into it quite late compared to most people. Like I started training really for I played water polo. That's like my sport background. Um, and I got into training just to supplement that a little bit. And um, my mum is like a mad triathlete, so. And then once I left the university, still carried on training, but I dabbled a little bit with triathlon. Then I kind of dabbled a little bit with CrossFit. And then I'd always been like, I'd always been following bodybuilding from afar, like uh, I'd taken an interest in it. And I'd always been training a little bit for aesthetics the whole time. Um, but it wasn't really until I sort of got either bored of triathlon, because it's the problem with that training is just, such a time sink like you're talking about three hours of training is quite actually a short training session for most triathletes and then um too injured for crossfit i was like you know what i should uh i should actually just really see what this bodybuilding thing is all about and i think that came around at the same time my real interest got peaked at the same time uh men's physique became a category in the ifbb so once that came out and i saw that was the aesthetic I always kind of aspired to. Like the the OG guys like Steve Cook and uh Jason Post and people like that, like real throwback names. But like th- those kind of physiques were like, oh wow, like I actually really like this and I could I could give this a try. And so I first competed when I was in uh, it would have been like twenty sixteen, I guess. Um, after really not that much training either. That's like I'd probably only been really bodybuilding training for about a year. And I also did an So it was quite demoralizing. Um, I love training, but the show was horrible. Because so, yeah. I was basically going on stage with people who were like 20, 30 kilos up on me. It's just yeah. like, oh, shit, all this working. Like, this is a bit rough. So actually, then I, I didn't step on stage again until 2019, three years later, when. I I sort of said to myself, oh, I might not bother again. And then I found out, I don't even really know how, probably just Googling, found out about WMBF, but there wasn't a affiliate near me. I was in, I've been in Dubai 10 years. So there, there wasn't an affiliate near me at this time. 
so the nearest one I found was Spain, but they only did the polygraph in Spanish. So the next one I found was Germany. And so I ended up flying out to Germany to compete with WAF. And it was it was brilliant. Like it was I suddenly realized that what it how it could be. Like not not just as a natty, but as like as just as a competitor as well. Like it was a really well run show. Like the the other show I'd done before in this untested federation was also just really badly run. I think it was about four hours behind, wasn't on stage on time. The backstage was like too crowded. All, all the kind of stuff you've probably experienced with it with a bit of a a rough show. Whereas the Germany one was like on time, well organized, everything was clear and it was like just such a good experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um I th- I think uh, myself like competing in the WMBF, uh, obviously I don't want to slate any other federations, but mm. it's always been unbelievably well-timed, well-ran. I've just had a really, obviously I've only competed at the UAE, uh, the UK and in the worlds. And all those shows have been absolutely fantastic, like brilliant show experiences for me. Yeah. I think, I think we all try and um, take little hints off each other. Like, cause then after I'd competed in Germany, I, I guess COVID would have hit. It would have been like, yeah, then it would have been 2020 and COVID hit. And weirdly enough, uh, I competed in Germany, qualified for Worlds, competed in Worlds that same year, and met with Bob and Tina, who are the uh, president, vice president of like WMBF Global. And Bob did mention to me at Worlds, like, "Oh, you're out in Dubai. We'll have to like see if uh, we can get any shows out there." And I was like, "Yeah, that'd be really nice because I had to fly to Germany to compete this and that." And it wasn't until like it would have been really rough timing. It was like just before lockdowns really kicked in where he's like, so do you want, have you, have you thought about running a show in the UAE? And I was like, not really, but why not? Like, I guess it's like, it's definitely possible. So I started putting that plan in motion. And then obviously the global pandemic hit, which was actually like, it's kind of a blessing because it gave us two years to run it up to our first show in 2021 rather than, the goal was to like, you know, we started having these discussions at the start of 2020 um, and with an eye of putting it at the back end of that year. Whereas actually because of that, we just being able to plan and plan and plan for two years. So that our first show like wasn't, uh, we weren't caught completely like a deer in the headlights for the first show. And then after that, it's just been strength to strength with WMUAE. We've done one show every year. It's kind of grown and grown. Um, people have, especially in the region here, it's definitely natural bodybuilding. It's definitely the, it's even more of a niche than everywhere else, and so, um, we've started to grow that reputation a little bit more. People take the drug testing more seriously now, and starting to realise that it's actually, it's actually a really cool little part of the community rather than this kind of weird thing. Yeah, you know yeah. The, the reaction. You probably get this in in the UK as well, like. When you say you're do, doing natural bodybuilding or bodybuilding without steroids, like genuinely re- reactions of some people is like, oh, why bother? And it's like a bit, a bit rubbish, really. But now people are like, okay, now I understand why. There's a place to go and compete. There's a there's a clear progression scheme in terms of whether you're an amateur or a pro, like qualifying for Worlds or qualifying for an international competition, then going to that one. And, and there's a clear ladder, which I think really helps. It kind of puts us on the same pedestal as like, same reason you'd compete with the IFBB over any other kind of uh, smaller federation in that side of the sport, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, the standard, obviously you'll witness this firsthand this year, the, the crazy, mm-hmm. like how crazy the, the standard is, that Germany show. Uh, I saw some highlights of that on Instagram. Well. Uh, unbelievable. Um, uh, and, yeah, it's just oh, – it's, it's, it's so good. It's it's great to see the sort of natural bodybuilding getting bigger and bigger. Obviously, now over in the UK, there's a lot of the sort of untested feds which are kind of jumping on the bandwagon and, bandwagon and putting on their own sort of tested shows. I don't know how well-tested some of these shows are, but um, – Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm genuinely interested in the PCA one. I saw they're doing one, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm very interested. I'm – I'm going to be interested in their drug testing, to be honest with you, because that, I mean uh, that, that's it from like my perspective and being an organizer. That's that's the part I'm interested in. But yeah, if they can get that right with with the reach they have and the sort of the brand they've built, 
It could be a really strong show. It could be great. Absolutely. I yeah, I I totally agree. And I just hope that they've um I, I think what's great with the WMBF is like having the two sort of drug testing methods like the polygraph yeah. and the urine test, because that just kind of wipes out anyone who's um, you know, thinking about stepping on stage who's trying to cheat the system, you know. Yeah. I mean our thing is yeah, well, I said Bob Bob says this a lot, but it's like the WMBFs where the truly natural go and compete. Yeah. Um and I sort of say this is a little bit of a sometimes I say it a little bit snidey, but also with a little bit of like to give people an out is like if you've you know dabbled in that some of those things before and this and that, like there's plenty of federations you can still go to and compete as a natural. Like yeah. There's loads of them. But you know, if you're if you've recently taken anything the WMBF is just not for you and which is fine like there's other federations to go and compete in and you'll be you'll be good you'll be fine there but the WMBF is always like yeah because of because of our two two tests that we do it's it's really for the like yeah the truly natural which is cool yeah yeah no absolutely um uh, I think I, I had Andy Chappelle on the podcast mm. and we were we were talking about the sort of like drug testing and even even in off season as well, which is good for the pros, right? You guys yeah. you guys test the pros during the off season, which I think's a brilliant thing to, to be doing as well, you know. Yeah, I, I we need to do we'll definitely do a lot more of that this year. Um and I think all the other federations are gonna be doing the same thing. I mean, we always have pros come and judge typically as well so that's always a good time we can kind of catch them at the at, at the events and judge them but i think this year we, we'll try and do a little bit more outreach it's it's difficult for us in particular running the uae federation with that side of things because our show must be at least 60 percent international yeah. maybe more so you know you get people that win and then they're off to their home countries like uh all of the other gulf countries egypt um india places like that so it's a bit difficult like to chase everyone up but if if we know we've got pros in the country for sure we'll we'll follow them up this year and make sure we can get some uh some testing done which is great that's awesome yeah it's awesome uh, i think a lot of people have kind of um seen me compete at the WNBF UAE this year and a lot there's mm. a lot of brits uh, planning on going over uh, maybe Hope next so. year or 2025 so i can imagine your show is just going to get bigger and bigger yeah, I think so. We're in, a, we're, in a, we're in a great spot as well in the middle of the world where we can attract a lot of people. Absolutely. And then obviously with our pro show, we have sort of the, the second highest prize money on the calendar. So that's kind of the other, that's the other goal for us is to like build out a real uh, crazy competitive pro show that's like, it won't rival worlds, but close to rivaling worlds in terms of how many people come because hopefully that prize money is enough of a draw. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Awesome. Um, let's uh, let's put the focus back on you, Charles. Um, can you talk a bit about your season? Because obviously, after I competed in uh, the UAE, I was like interested in how you you got on, and you you had a really yeah. really successful season. You looked absolutely awesome, and you you what I noticed with you is you just progressed as the season went on. You just looked better and better, and I think your best look was definitely at the Worlds. Yeah, is that mate? Appreciate that. Yeah, it was it was a really good season for me. It was. For me, it was like um, my first season, sort of like I'd I'd say getting back on the horse. Um, my 2021 season was the last time I competed, and it was the first year we ran the WMBF, and I think that took a lot of my focus away. I really wasn't my best at all, so it was a definitely like a sense of like just redemption and getting back on the horse. Um, started my season out in Taiwan, which was an amazing show. Um, I'd also recommend it's a bit of a trip for the UK people, but it's really good like the, the thing they do really well is like the production value like the stage is incredible the, they have like the lighting's crazy they have crazy media t- uh yeah media team there sort of five camera media team capturing stuff they do a really good job on the on that side of things um really good show i knew that would be like my kind of warm-up show i i knew i wouldn't be um 100 percent at my best yeah which was fine. Um, but actually, it was my best in terms of uh, placing. It was actually my, my best one of the year. I placed fourth at that show. So that got me my world's qualification. So that was that's a, that was a box ticked. And 
I was really happy with that. Like it, that shows really strong. They always have, particularly in men's physique, in uh, actually in all, in all the Asian countries, they have a really strong showing. They sort of that's their, I'd say that's their most popular one over even over bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah. So that was great. And then, then where did I go? <laughs> then it would have been on to. I went to Malaysia to to judge their first ever show, which was great. And for their for a first show, an incredible standard, both in terms of like the competitors and the show they put on was amazing. Um, so I'm sure they'll do a really good job next year as well. And then they're straight from Malaysia to Germany, which is again like it was a it it was a redemption show for me because like yeah, like in 2023 I hadn't done so well there either. Uh, so I just had to go back and that show if anyone's not done it is so competitive mm-hmm. um i'd probably say in europe it, it it might be one of the most competitive shows there um so it attracts a good amount of international internationals in europe you always get brits that come down the spanish come in the italians come up um and then you attract in yeah the france come through poland so you get a good standard of athlete and it is just yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Really and I, I improved a lot. From, yeah, I improved a lot from Thailand, Taiwan to um, Germany. But the, the guys there were just massive. Like, there was just a lot of much more muscular guys than me. So, uh, didn't quite make the top five there. But much improved. Really was very happy with the look. And from there, I think it was only two weeks or three weeks onto Worlds. And... Yeah, I felt the same way as, like you said, really, which is a really kind thing to say. But my my condition at Worlds was probably something I've never achieved before, to be honest. Like I, I just had I've never been that kind of dry and and lean before. So I was really happy with that. Um, and that was a good class there as well. Um, we were on stage quite a long time, so I think they were doing a pretty good job of judging us, but. I felt like there was a top five placing in me, but I just missed out. I'm not sure my final place. It was either sixth or seventh, which is fine. Um, but it would, would have been nice to get a bit of reward to show for it. But it's just the way it crumbles. Like if you get in a lineup, of, you're you're the same, similar height to me. Like in yeah. tall, sometimes yeah. all the killers show up in tall. Like in men's physique, <laughs> everyone with like they're either going to be tall and really muscular, or tall with like crazy V tapers, and it's just like just roll the dice, see where you end up. But Worlds was, I was so happy with, with the condition uh, and how full I'd managed to get with the peak. It was great. I was really happy. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, you're quite you're quite right. I think uh, tall and short for some reason. Like short, obviously, those guys have got crazy shape. Um, mm-hmm. I think the medium guys, uh, there's a good standard, but tall, you're quite right as well. Like, you know, guys with crazy V-tabers, but like heavily muscled when I, I competed at the uh, supernaturals the guy who won uh was very heavily muscled he had more he was bigger than me and i'm i'm like v- quite a big men's physique competitor i'm verging on maybe having to be in bodybuilding but i saw him and i was like geez no i'm I'm not too big that kind of confirmed yeah no. it's like wow yeah some of these guys are crazy but um, well, i think like like you say with that i mean i actually don't with the way the the judging and the sort of the criteria is going with men's physique, I'm not sure how much longer we're going to have the kind of too big factor. Um, because I think it's not how to describe this properly. I don't think anyone's getting marked down for muscle anymore. It's just having muscle in the right right place. Yeah, yeah. So as long yeah. as you you know you can get some people who are just really really muscular and they'd be they'd be good to look at as a bodybuilder, but maybe just their physique just doesn't flow right as a physique athlete and that's what they're getting they might get placed down on but now it's like you can be really well muscled um i think fellow brit josh Crogan's a really good example of this yeah like he's yeah. got a lot of muscle um and but it flows together nicely it fits in men's physique and that's i think that's that's a good example of kind of where the, the standard and the criteria is heading in men's physique i would say um, yeah. especially in, especially in Europe yeah absolutely I noticed that in Europe for sure and then obviously um, I think Josh did very well he won the Worlds right he won his he, he won his class yeah he's fantastic um, yeah and he's he's just got everything in the right place as well yeah like very big up top but he's got 
Uh, he's not got the smallest waist, but he's got a very detailed midsection, um, yeah. which I think really uh, compromises there. And he just, yeah, he just looks well put together, like men's physique, you know. Um, because Josh, like, he he's pretty much the same weight as me. I think he maybe is like a couple kilo kilos lighter than me when it comes stage stage weight, and I'm heavy. Um, I was like eighty one kilos on stage, I think. Um, I yeah. think he was about 79 at the world. So that just kind of goes to show because he is quite, he's a little bit shorter than me as well. So yeah, he's, he's, he's big. Yeah. Got a yeah. lot of muscle. Um, but yeah. Do you think that's kind of, um, I guess the way things are going in men's physique now, guys are just like seeing that and getting bigger um, and, and just, you know, over the next few years, I, I'm guessing it's going to be like that. Right. I think so. From from my perspective, it's like I, I'm not even sure it's that necessarily guys are getting bigger. I just think the standards getting better. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that, I think it's a little bit of both. Like for sure, yeah, you are getting some bigger guys than what you would see before in men's physique. Um, but I think actually it's just that the standard is also getting much much better. So you're seeing these guys who might have only done bodybuilding before, but now can are trying it on, and it's it, it's working for them. Um. Because I still think like, and this is and again like going back to worlds. If anyone saw the overall, the pro overall at worlds, um, you'd probably say the the world champion, the South Korean guy. He's a really good example of like the blend. He, he's really well muscled. Like he could probably do bodybuilding as well, but he's a he's he looks like a men's physique guy. Like yeah, crazy shoulders, small waist, like brilliant. Like so. There is still definitely a a look for men's physique for sure, but I think the standard is getting so high that you need to have the muscularity as well now, um, which is it's just a good thing really. I think it's, it's getting less to the point where we're seeing just the smaller guys win out, and uh, yeah. and now we're seeing some of the bigger the bigger guys with like these these much bigger kind of like top lines come through, which is that that is good really. It's, it's the look we want yeah absolutely i mean um you know you see some of these guys uh going and you know dabbling in some of the untested feds as well and also mm. doing very well there and uh winning shows there so it just kind of goes to show how the high how high the standards getting in uh, natural bodybuilding um and even like things like the posing make a huge difference now there's a lot more emphasis on that and i've noticed obviously we both got we both got kez to help us out with our posing your posing looked yeah. unbelievable towards the end like i saw some clips and i was like you just flow so well now you've you've really practiced hard Matt, i was relentless this season yeah. relentless because and again like just because like thinking back to how horrendous my 2021 season was that was one of the things that let me down um because uh, to make an excuse me i've been so busy with with getting the WMBFU off the ground um i hadn't practiced my posing at all and when i got when i first got on stage on germany i remember it really really i remember it like it's yesterday like after about i swear one round of quarter turns i was done like i was absolutely cooked because they'd made a you know when you're practicing a bit casually you might hold the poses for five seconds and you know, in in any show, but in Germany in particular, they like they make you work. And so I was gassed. I was done, and like I couldn't hold my abs on. I couldn't. I was breathing really heavily after one round of quarter turns, and I'm standing on stage like, oh for fuck's sake, this is so bad. Like this couldn't actually be worse. So like, I made sure like, no, I'm not going to happen this time round. Like I'm going to get a posing coach. I'm going to practice properly for like, you know, fifteen twenty minutes each time I hit the practice, and. uh yeah, that definitely paid off because that was like, um, I mean, I mean, credit to Kez on this as well because like, is the most confident I've ever felt on stage as well. Like, regardless of condition, regardless of muscle and the competition, I just felt like, hell, like I'll be on stage and I'll at least look the part. It's, I'll look professional. I'll, I'll look like I know what I'm doing, which is massive. Like, could not recommend that enough to anyone who's thinking about getting on stage, whether it's in, uh, physique, bodybuilding, bikini, figure, like having that that confidence to just get on there and know what you're doing is worth its weight in gold absolutely like especially for i always say especially for 
a category like men's physique when there's quite a heavy emphasis on the presentation and the mm-hmm. stage presence um a lot yeah. of times you know um because you just smile and when you're uh, you when you're confident and it you just yeah. kind of glow on stage right uh, yeah I, I felt exactly the same way as you like the the most confident i've ever felt on stage um i know doing the the uae like uh i was just kind of warming up there and and like my posing endurance still wasn't quite there but by the time i got to the WMBF supernaturals it was like that was the hardest i worked on stage the whole season they did they did multiple rounds it was on maybe for 25 30 minutes <laughs> and yeah, um, but i wasn't sweating by the end i was like yeah this is absolutely fine and i saw the guys either side like sweating and working hard and it's like I've actually put in the practice here and it's paid off. Uh, it's a good feeling because I had exactly yeah. the same. I forget whether that was, I think that would have been in Germany. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. Uh, Worlds, yeah. everyone was really well polished actually. But yeah, in Germany, I remember thinking the same thing. I looked, looked to the side a couple of times and like people's tans dripping and they're panting. And I'm like, you can go five yeah. more rounds if you want, gents. I don't mind. Like I'm still, I'm absolutely fine. And it's just, that is a good feeling. Like, regardless of of where the judges have put you on the stage in the lineup at least you're like okay well at least i'm holding my own here which is yeah definitely a feeling i hadn't had before on stage so i was very happy to have it absolutely um yeah no absolutely uh so i was gonna ask another question charles um just Mm. about the like judging how did you how did you navigate that like judging and competing at the same time do you think the judging helped you a lot this season as well? Like, obviously, you've judged um, the show before, right? Before this? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I got into the judging yeah. by having to start the affiliate. Um, I had to do a lot of the, the usual judges training that all of the WMF judges do. But then because I was running the affiliate, I did um, like these some head judges training with Bob as well and some bits and pieces like that. So, yeah been around the block with that kind of thing and then done done a good few international shows now i do i judged worlds in 2022 as well which was incredible um and then yeah i i think it it, it helps and it doesn't help because this will sound so bizarre but um actually maybe it won't like looking at myself it's really difficult to to see uh anything i can see sometimes you know okay i've got a smaller waist than most guys that's fine um you know um and as i got more conditioned i was like okay well i'm gonna have a nice detailed midsection that's fine but in terms of like really knowing where i stack up it's i wouldn't actually say it helped that much um and even with the posing that's why i I, that's why i got in touch with with kez as well because uh looking at myself like i thought yeah that like when i was first doing it it's like yeah that looks fine like whatever front pose and side pose and doing it, it looks it looks like a front or side pose, but then you need that third pair of eyes to be like, well, it could be better. Like it could it, yeah. you could take it to another level. And so actually, yeah, when it comes to actually getting a pair of eyes on myself, I'm actually like find it quite difficult. But yeah, um judging other people, at least it helps a little bit when you're backstage to like give yourself you don't gas yourself up too much because you're like, oh, this guy's really good. He's got great delts. This guy's got massive arms. Okay, great. So you're like, in some ways, it's kind of uh, kind of nice to just like keep you keep you humble, keep your feet on the ground. Absolutely, yeah. No, no, absolutely. Um, I, I guess it's quite hard because I'm I'm exactly the same. Whenever I look at myself, I'm like, I don't know how I stack up here, but really, you need the eye, the comparison, because it's mm. judging is, I guess, just a process of elimination. Who who fits the category criteria the best and just kind of scale it down from there well i'll ask you a question on that like did you i think we might have talked about this when we trained but i forget did did, you know when you go into a show do you follow a lot of people do you follow the the event page do you like try and check up on who's competing or do you just keep it completely to yourself (laughs) yeah um it's funny well last uh 2021 i did that a lot i would be looking up um competitors on like instagram and stuff um and then i decided this year like not to do that because it just didn't do me any favors but mm-hmm. um the the glimpses i did get of other competitors were looking looking on instagram because i followed the WMBFUE, so i would mm-hmm. be scrolling through my stories and then i would see some competitors yeah. come up and 
I remember that really threw me off the sort of uh, <laughs> night before the show uh, because I saw one guy and I was like, he's looking like ridiculous. Um, and I was really worried about him, but um, I ended up placing ahead of him at the show. <laughs> but he still he still looked very good, but that's the way it goes, isn't it? Um, yeah. So I, I really try not to do that too much this year. But I, I think like it's just human nature to kind of compare yourself at times, you know um definitely when i was at the shows like you're, you're kind of scoping out the yeah. people around you right yeah once you're at the show it's difficult especially once your uh your class has got called up to like line up backstage you know you, then then you're in it there but i'm the same i'm the same as you in fact same date same timeline like i did the same thing my 2021 season didn't help that i knew i was behind as well and then i'm looking everyone up and they're looking incredible i'm like it, it was awful yeah um yeah whereas this year i mean it helped doing like for example doing a show like taiwan like i literally didn't know anyone there anyway so didn't follow anyone even remotely in that in that show which is good um and then yeah the, the only glimpse i probably did get is yeah same as you like when you the pay the show pages story comes up and you might catch a few people but that's it's fine it's way different to like actually going in and like scoping someone out and like really uh seeing what they're all about seeing a few stories of someone is, is fine um and that definitely helped as well it's just like i'm just gonna go and enjoy it and have fun which is exactly what happened this season like it was it was my most fun season of bodybuilding i've ever had by by far um it, it was so enjoyable regardless of placing i just like i enjoyed every show i wasn't like i wasn't anxious about it I wasn't sweating it it was like eh, let's go let's get on stage and whatever happens happens yeah, I'm exactly the same. I had like a blast this season and I think it was just kind of going through the shows, knowing I put in the work, um, being confident with what I was bringing and just, yeah, enjoying myself and like it pays off and it does show on stage as well. It does, yeah. it does really show. I've seen, um, uh, I think Josh is actually a good example of this. I'm going to mention yeah. Josh again, but he um, he didn't show up at his best in Germany and I was just like, uh, and I think I, I listened to his podcast and there's a few things that went on um, and I watched him on like some Instagram clips and like, he just doesn't look like himself. Uh, and then obviously he went to the worlds and he just completely different, like night and day. And obviously everything like the lead up to the show had went a lot better and he just kind of, you know, it showed on stage as well. I think that does nice. have a big, big part to play in men's physique anyway. And, and all, so. all, all categories really. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I even crossed over into bodybuilding. Like, if you look like you're having fun on stage, it, it definitely helps. Absolutely. Like, it might it might not win that that might not be the factor that wins you shows, but like you'll just you'll catch someone's eye and it'll just look like you're having a, a, a better time. It's always it's just nice. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, can I ask you a little bit of questions about your sort of like peaking and stuff? Because I'm I'm interested. I'm curious, mm. like. What was your peaking strategy for the, the worlds? Because you said that was the best look you've ever yeah got to the um, stage. So I'll rewind it back again to uh, 2021. Yeah, where not only was I behind schedule on fat loss anyway, but I also like I I filled up way too much um, and and probably spilled. I think again, hopefully, some useful advice for anyone listening who does men's physique. I think in men's physique, you, if you're worried about it, you should be a little bit less full and just razor sharp. Like, yeah. that is what you really want in men's physique. It's no good having, like, the bodybuilders can get away with it. They can be a little bit blurry because they've got so much muscle mass and their poses allow them to show that muscle mass off. They can be really full and just and then just pose through it, if that makes sense. Whereas because the us men's physique guys can't, flex so hard to like to push some of that stuff around once you get on stage if you're if you're spilled you'll be really spilled particularly for your abs for a lot of people so yeah that was 2021 so this year i was like a bit a bit paranoid about it to a certain extent um so the taiwan show i mean as i said it was a warm-up anyway i wasn't a hundred percent in condition we really went conservative and i actually quite liked the look i think it was it was okay um I think if I'd been as lean as at Worlds and done something similar with as the Taiwan Peak, it would have been a really nice look. But um, 
that was a nice trial to be like, okay, I can handle this much, like get over the carb phobia a little bit. And then uh, in Germany, I actually I don't know what it was. It, this was just must be a really freak thing. Um, I'd been eating potatoes like all the way through prep, had potatoes at the uh, peak week in um, Taiwan. But for some reason, every time I ate potatoes in Germany, it just hit my stomach like uh, like cement. Yeah, I felt like I was like up to here. Like I felt like I couldn't eat another bite. So that like, really messed up my digestion, which is a bit of a bummer. Um, but I still came through. We we kind of were a bit more aggressive with the carb loading um, in Germany, and it was good. Like again, still plenty dry enough and and full enough as well. So then, come worlds, it was just a combination of like pushing the carbs a little bit more, uh, changing the food sources. So I just did a lot more rice cakes just to keep it really clean on the digestion. And uh, we actually went really aggressive with the diuresis as well. So yeah, carbs were like, I did a, a mid load. So I guess I was competing on Saturday. So I would have done uh, Friday, Thursday, Wednesday. So yeah, Wednesday would have been my highest carb day. I think I did like 700 or 725. Uh, and then... 550 on the Thursday and 400 or maybe 375 on the Friday. Um, and then because I was on quite, not quite late, I was on at like three in the afternoon on the Saturday. I had probably similar, like 325 or something on the show day. But the main point of difference that I think really got me like uh, that, that condition, that dryness that I'd not had before was just being really aggressive with the water loading uh, come, going up and, and really pushing that hard, which again, I think if you're not in condition, um, that won't make that much difference. But because I was, or I was as lean as as lean as I could really be, uh, playing with that a little bit more, and pulling that lever was a big difference maker. Big difference maker. Yeah, that kind of sounds similar to uh, my season as well. Like uh, mm. we went very aggressive in Dubai, which was uh, in hindsight definitely the wrong move because. Um, well, one, kind of the boys I was up against, and two, I wasn't conditioned enough to to be doing that. Um, and then after that, we we quite quickly learned, right, it was a little bit too much because we actually learned in the second shows, like, um, and I had the same issue as you with potatoes, right? I had been eating potatoes throughout the prep. Yeah. And then on that that second show, the UK DFBA qualifier, I was eating potatoes like this isn't sitting right. Like my stomach felt very like full, like bloated, like as you say, like full up to here. Um, so after that, I was like, no, I'm not carb loading off potatoes. Uh, I'm just sticking mainly to rice base. In fact, I actually added in, which is quite rogue, but I added in pasta, and pasta seemed to like right. really sit well in my stomach for some reason. Um, so hey, there you go, there you go. Yeah, which is complete, like, that's almost for a lot of, like, bodybuilders a no-go, right, to carbo and pasta, but it seemed to work yeah. well with me. Um, and, yeah, we just went a bit more conservative and, and still kept pushing hard with the water uh, and a little bit on the diuresis, uh, and it worked well. Yeah, I think, I think it's, that is funny, isn't it, that happened to you as well. It, it was so, so odd. Yeah. And it, it didn't help that I was felt so full that I couldn't even drink my water as well. So, like, everything had been thrown off, but. A lesson learned. I think. I think that sometimes what what I think it might be is particularly man. You probably need even more carbs than I do as well. Like, and and I was very aggressive uh, with my dieting calories, like in terms of how low the deficit was. Yeah. I think sometimes for for anyone, like going from not a lot of food to suddenly trying to pack in all that food and food volume, especially, I think sometimes it just hits you. Hits your system. It yeah. wasn't on the first day as well. It maybe the same for you. Like first day was kind of fine. Everything went in okay. And that second day, I started trying to eat, and I'm just like, I am full. Like it's I, I, not full in terms of how much of carbs and feeling full, like in that in the muscle sense, but full in my in my stomach, like up to the back of my throat. And yeah. uh, I think sometimes it's just you just got to be smart. Cause I, that's what that's what I said to to Kyle, who I run the WMBF UAE with, who's helping me with my peaking and. and and uh, nutrition and stuff. I said to him like, let's just do rice cakes because I know I can eat them. I could eat them until I could eat more than I actually need to. Like, they're so good when you've been dieting that long. Yeah. Even just like rice cakes with a bit of like oh. jam or honey. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> it's outrageous. So I suppose so, like, the volume is lower. The volume's lower. The rice cakes as well. Because if you 
like crush that down or ice skate down it's mm. like nothing right um and i guess the potatoes are heavier more dense um um fiber maybe, as well yeah fiber yeah the fiber and then i also think obviously when you're that lean as well there's like a delay in your sort of hormonal signaling so like the fact mm. that you you felt very full in the second day it's like your body's just like signaling to you that then rather than you know if you're your kind of normal hormone levels you would eat yeah, and sure. then you'd be full, full after the meal whereas like there's a bit of a delay and um yeah i i yeah um, but I, I'm the same. I was like rice cakes from my go-to. Like on on show day, we just kept it so simple. We we would have like the first meal would be like a cream of rice meal, and then we just run rice cakes and like yeah. uh, for the rest of the day, a bit of honey, uh, nut butter, uh, and that was it basically. I think I think that's dead on. Just, and that that's another thing I changed a lot this season versus 2021 was just 2021. I I, I peaked with. Not like IFYM, but you know, like carbon up. I was like, right, I'll do some bagels, I'll do some of this, some of that, just to like hit the total carbs. Whereas this time, I was just like, now nah, it's going to be rice cakes, potatoes, and uh, that might, you know, yeah, jam and honey done. Yeah, like yeah. keep it real simple, which definitely did help. Definitely helped. And then yeah, as I say, once we made that switch from uh from potatoes just to rice and rice cakes, it's like, hey, this is great. It's fine. I think sometimes. It's tempting when those car- when you've been dieting so long and you see seven hundred grams of carbs, you're like, oh great, I'm gonna go like get some carbs that I've not been able to have for a while. But it's like, just wait till after the show. Like, it's just not worth it. Yeah, just yeah. absolutely. I mean, some people are lucky or play it a bit risky, and <laughs> I mm. don't know if I'd ever want to do that. You know, go and get like a Nando's or a burger. I'm like, oh, I, I can't imagine that. That, that, that. Yeah, that would freak me out, Max. The other yeah. thing is with, with, with peaking, especially and competing generally, is like it's such it's such a mental game. Like, yeah, I, I woke up. Uh, it was either the the day before Worlds or two days before Worlds, just like in a panic like i'm holding water and this and that and it's like yeah of course you're holding water you drank 11 liters of the yesterday <laughs> like, like you just got to try and like so you know if, if you're doing that and then you're going out for like a burger and fries I, it, I think i would just play havoc with my head i'd just be like oh no all the salt i'm holding water like i'd hate it i just want to keep it real simple yeah. so that i'm not at least the least neurotic i can be without making myself go mental with with worry absolutely no i totally agree uh stress does does kill a look right sometimes mm. mm-hmm. yeah seen it happen yep um yeah no it's, it's been awesome uh charles i know you're a busy man um but yeah. uh i've got a couple more questions um what's your sort of plans for the future now after this season business wise um you know competing and then obviously uh, the ua wmbf ua next year yeah, I mean, I think the plan is to actually compete again next year. Um, yeah. Yeah, because it's probably a bit counterintuitive to, to some people being that like most of my feedback was like, I need more muscle. But um, I'd dropped, I guess it was t- 25 kilos this prep, which is such a lot of weight. And I had to be quite aggressive. So for sure, I'd probably sacrifice a bit of tissue to get to the condition I needed from that body weight. Yeah. And we, we know the literature on uh, kind of muscle memory and myonuclear nuclei and stuff like that is it's fairly well described. So I'm going to give it my best shot of trying to recomp in this short little off season. Um, and just try and try and recoup any lost gains while keeping it fairly lean. And then, yeah, the plan will be to try and, not lose 25 kilos in a prep and maybe just drop 10 and and go again next year and see if I can improve the look um which I feel pretty confident about that plan actually weirdly I know some people will probably think I'm mental but um I actually think it is possible to uh, to get that same level of condition but to hold on to some more muscle mass which would benefit me massively so yeah competition wise I think I'm going again next year let Unless I get to the back end of this like mini off season and it's just it's just not there, then obviously I'll I'll pull the plug and we we go for an extended off season. But yeah, right now, 
I feel like I have like unfinished, unfinished business. Like I, yeah. I feel like I need to go again, you know. Um, especially like uh, I'll pick some different shows. I, I I love the Germany show, and it's like everyone wants to go and compete at the best shows. That's why we all want to go to Worlds. But that's that show's tough, man. Especially like for a guy like me, who's always going to be more on the aesthetic side than the muscular side. Like that's just doesn't make sense for me to go and do that show. So I'll pick some other shows as well. This yeah. is a bit more worth doing and uh, it should be good. And then, yeah, in terms of WMFUE, we have two shows this year, which is really exciting. We've got our amateur show, which would be like an amateur and novice championship, probably like slightly more local show in February uh, of 2024. And then we'll have, yeah, the same one that you competed at, the, the Golf Super Pro in uh, end of September this year which is probably going to suit people a little bit more, both in terms of the weather, but also in terms of it being a bit closer to Worlds. Um, anyone who qualifies at our show, it's not going to be such a stretch from, you know, the end of August to Worlds would have been a good three months. That Maybe yeah. just under, maybe 10 weeks, but still that's 10 weeks to hold your condition. And if you're not doing any other shows, it's a long way to go. So we had a bit of a rethink, like, okay, let's, let's get our show closer to Worlds and make it so that it's not such a slog for people to get there. Yeah, I, I definitely couldn't have done Worlds this year. Just like I was done after the UK show. Mm. It was uh, way too much. So, um, and my look was starting to deteriorate a little bit towards. I think that it. does happen like, for a lot of people. If you've yeah. done a long season, like at some point, you can't really improve. I, yeah. I personally, I think I, I nailed it with this sort of six week season. Um, was great. Like I hit that, hit the nail on the head at Worlds, and and it was good. It felt good. I, I didn't feel like um. I didn't feel like I was done. Like, oh, thank God this is over. But I was like, happy that's my last show. Cool. Done. It's yeah. great. How many weeks of dieting did you do then in total? Oh, God, 30, I think. Oh, so you, yeah, I was about that. I think it was about 29. But like, as yeah. I said, I was, I was done there. And I had a similar amount of weight to lose like you. I had oh, wow. A, I had, nice. I lost about 21 kilos. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, and it was way too much. So, like, uh, I, I'm similar to you. I, I'd be tempted to compete next year as well. Like after uh, this season, I'm very hungry because there's a few like very close calls. Uh, hey, but, for you, exactly. That's it. You know, got close call at our show. Yeah, close call at a couple of other shows. You're like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. It's, it's it was pretty like, oh God, I could go next year, but you know, I've I've got like a wedding to save up for and stuff. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, for me, maybe like 2025, like towards the end of 2025, would be more realistic. But yeah, uh, that's it. With, with with improvements made over that time frame as well, it'll be it'll be very very interesting to see you get on stage yeah. as well. I think I'm not gonna get heavy. Um, I think that's one thing. Again, this is like bro sciencey, but I think um. I think pushing up to like beyond the hundred kilos, I I also just think it had an impact on my midsection. Like I felt like yeah. pushed out. Um, again, it's probably a bit bro sciencey, but I I definitely think if I keep it tighter at like the sort of low nineties, uh, you know, I can still make some good improvements. Uh, I don't there. even think it's bro sciencey. I think I I see it more and more in 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 natural bodybuilding, especially like the guys who stay a bit leaner. Um, they make seem to make as good progress if not better progress than the guys who get completely out of control yeah um, and then yeah, their preps are much easier as well and that shows in the look yeah less tired less of a tired look uh more of a responsive body to the you know the nutrients and the diuresis manipulations that we like to do um yeah i i, I think i suspect kind of gone are the days where you need to put 20 kilos on i don't think i don't think that's the play anymore personally yeah yeah, I, I I would kind of tend to agree with you on that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, unless I guess for like someone who's a complete newbie and needs to put the right. muscle on, that's when it kind of you kind of warrant pushing things a bit. But then, yeah, for sure. The for more sure. like more advanced, the older you get, the more experience. I think. Yeah, I think I listened to a podcast on this. I think it was iron culture podcast on like pushing things on in an off season but yeah i totally agree and obviously there's only a certain amount of muscle you can build as a natural like until it just yeah. gets very very slow um yeah small returns so yeah i think staying leaner is a, definitely a smarter idea yeah it should be nice it should make this prep a lot more you know if i if 30 weeks for 20 kilos if i can do 20 weeks for 10 kilos that would sound so much more doable and i think the look at the end of that will be just better 
I think so as well. I totally agree. Yeah. I think I, I'll be excited actually to see see you compete yeah. next year and see next see what it looks like. Um, and and I guess just like being in top condition for all the shows, maybe as well. That, uh, yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. That is definitely yeah. the plan. No need for a warm up now. Don't need to do any of that. Well, they'll still have a first show of the season, but yeah, it would just be to like get it right on that one and then go and and smash them all. Yeah, absolutely. Um. I always finish with this question. Uh, you've probably heard it before. You've maybe listened to the podcast. Um, yeah. Any big life let or what are your biggest life lessons from bodybuilding? The biggest one that for me that kind of made me really fall in, in love with it is just um, it, it teaches you how much you can really take. Um, I, especially, I, it's funny how. I, I always find even in prep when you're low on calories and you're spending all your energy doing steps and cardio for some reason, because you're so focused on that goal, it, it sharpens the blade in all your other aspects of life. Like I'm a better coach when I'm in prep. I'm like more attentive to my social media when I'm in prep. Like I do, I'm a bit quicker to respond to things for the WMBF, but when I'm in prep, like it's one of those things where the, the same, which I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure about it, what exactly how it goes, but you know, like you, the iron's forged in the fire, and I think that's that's what prep teaches you. Is like sometimes you need a little bit of adversity, a little bit of hardship to really make something really good, and that's pretty what Punch has taught me. I totally agree with that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, honestly, it's been a, a pleasure having you on, Charles. Um, I've loved it. Um, um, if you've got um, where or where can the listeners go and find you on social media on Instagram? For me personally, it'll be at Coach Charles Barclay. Yeah. And then if everyone wants to just go and follow WMBF UAE, that's where we. Right. That's where all the competitive stuff goes down. So that's where you'll find out about our shows, prize money, pro cards, things like that. I can say as a competitor, like it was an awesome show to be at. So I definitely recommend going competing with the WMBF UAE. It was amazing. And it's just getting bigger and bigger for you guys. Love it. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thanks once again, Charles. And thank you for listening. Catch you guys next week.